the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's kick the show off in Fairfax, Virginia, and talk to Anonymous who's on the line. Hi, Anonymous. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. I hope you're well, too. I am very well. Thanks for calling. Hey, what are you thinking today, Anonymous? I, you asked, uh, how do we feel about serving? Do we like it? Do we dislike it? Mm-hmm. And if so, why? I like to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a teacher and educator by occupation, mm. and I like helping people. I like helping people reach their potential mm. or get the resources they need or learn where they need to go to find resources. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's in church or the community or even in business or, you know, civic organizations, I like to serve the only time I find it unpleasant and ungratifying to serve Mm -hmm. is somebody that it seems very entitled and critical and prideful. Yeah, yeah. So then let me ask you that question, because first of all, it's wonderful that you love to serve. That shows that you're just like the Lord. Uh, But when it's somebody who feels entitled, it's not pleasant. Do you still find yourself kind of gritting your teeth and doing it, or do you kind of just turn away and say, forget it, because you are this way, arrogant, entitled, or whatever? I'm not going to do it. It depends on the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll rise to the occasion, right. and I'll keep <laughs> serving anyway, and oh. I'll remember that sometimes I'm prideful or arrogant mm. or entitled, and other times I don't rise to the occasion. Mm. <laughs> You know, and I either, you know, I I decline to continue serving or, Mm. you know, or sometimes I even challenge someone to check their attitude. Right. (laughs) There you go. Well, I mean, it's tough, right? Because when the Lord asks us to serve, he's not just simply asking us to serve the people who we like to serve because it's pleasant. But it's so tough to watch. Uh, when you know somebody is going to deny you or betray you, you know, like when this passage in John 13, when Jesus is washing the feet of his disciples and then tells them to wash one another's feet and follow his example. Isn't it interesting? He washed the feet of a Peter who he knew who he knew was going to deny him. He even said as much uh, at that dinner. And isn't it interesting? He washed the feet of Judas, even though he knew Jesus was going to betray him. He said as much at that dinner. Uh, and he knew that Thomas was going to doubt him. And yet this Jesus still reached down and washed their feet. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's I, another I, level, I, isn't I it? Have, um, it is crazy, but, you know, he's God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I heard that. I, can, <laughs> on, um, I think 
I can I can appreciate that he understood that Peter doesn't have you know the backbone yet, but he'll grow into it. Right, right. I can appreciate that he understood Thomas. You know, just needs a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, get, and I don't, you know, I wonder when I will ever be able mm. to say uh, I've grown to that degree of Christ likeness yeah. to be able to know up front yeah. that somebody's going to betray me, put the knife in my back, mm, mm, and mm. still serve them anyway. See? You know, that seems like a, yeah. a long way off if it's going to be realized. <laughs> That's another level. There's no doubt about it. It takes some Jesus to do that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Anonymous, thanks for calling, kicking me off. I appreciate you. From Fairfax, Virginia. Let's go on over to Washington, D.C. and talk to Carla, who's on the line. Hi, Carla. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Hi, Dr. Anderson. How are you today? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Oh, you're welcome. You know, I know this. I'm going to... I heard the woman talking about, you know, how people treat you and, you know, mm-hmm. they feel like they're entitled. I fall into that trap often. Yeah. I'm so giving and I'm so helpful. And somebody call me up, say, oh, Carla, can you research this? Yeah. I immediately do whatever they ask you to. But then the next moment they'll betray me yeah. or do something very vicious to me. And then I'm so still forgiving. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I said, Lord, why do I keep forgiving them? Then mm-hmm. I think back because I'm supposed to. Right. You know, seven times, 70, mm-hmm. and I keep doing it over and over. And I said, you know what? Even though they do bad, I'm going to do good. Yeah. And that's the gratification I get. And just, I, I know this is off your subject, but the five crowns of, in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Um, the same thing. Um, this person argues with me constantly, telling me there's there's only three, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, I found biblically there's five. Mm-hmm. So I want to get a clear understanding. Is it three or five? Uh, it's five. It could even be seven. So I'm gonna throw something else into. It depends how you count them, and it depends on the versions that you use. But you're more accurate about the five crowns than they are about the three. So okay. uh, it just depends on how you break it how you break it down. But yeah, there's, I, I could go, I could go through those crowns if I had a, a few minutes to think it through, but you already know that there's one in second Timothy chapter four. So that's the, oh, cr- yeah. the crown of uh, righteousness. And you know, you got the crown of life in James one. Uh, and then uh, you have, I think it's Ephesians uh, uh, three or Philippians three, where Paul uh, actually says, you are my joy. You are my crown. And so yeah. uh, there's one there. I think it's Philippians um, three. Mm-hmm. So there's at least three yeah. I can um, I can pop off the top of my uh, my mind. But I actually did a sermon on the crowns probably about within the last six months, and I know that it was like uh-huh. uh, there were like five of them because there was another one in Revelation uh, for uh-huh. those who suffer, uh, and yeah. and you know there's a crown there and. So there was like five of them for sure, but I've heard others break it down where you could probably get to seven, but I think you're right on with five. Yeah, I can quickly break down the five, the imperishable crown, which is in Corinthians. There's the other one. There you go. There's the other one. The the crown of rejoicing, Mm -hmm. the theologian, Luke, the revelation, the crown of righteousness, the crown of glory, the crown of light. Yeah, there you go. There you go, and the one for suffering too, in uh, in Revelation uh, chapter yeah. two, I believe. So yeah, you're you're right on. Hey, but listen, okay. th- 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 let me tell you how that connects to our our topic, and that is when you serve the Lord, He will one day reward us uh, for our service. And even in first, even in Colossians, it says 
which you know you probably picked up on earlier when I read it. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you're serving. So you know one day we're going to get rewarded for serving other people. So it does connect. It's not totally off topic. Okay, Carla? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. God bless you. We are talking today about the theology of social media. Let me remind you of the base foundational verse that I've used. I have many, but this one is the one I want to stick uh, with you. I wanted to stick with you. Proverbs eighteen twenty one, which says basically the tongue has the power of life and death. And so what we say matters, but sometimes I think we only think that means with our mouth, but it really means with the way we talk, uh, the wise man, Solomon didn't have texting or he would have said, uh, what you say on texts, uh, has the power of life and death. What you say on social media has the power of life and death. What you say uh, on Instagram has the power of life and death. He would have said that, I'm sure. I want to talk to you about it. What do you think is the appropriate use of social media and the Internet? I'm going to start my show off in the, uh, on the phone lines in, let's see, Silver Spring, Maryland, with Dolores, who's on the line. Hi, Dolores. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for calling. Hey, what do you think about this topic? I think um, I'm probably not getting it exactly right. I thought you meant in terms of just having those devices and using them in in general, because I have a comment about that. Oh, I want to hear it. Go for it. Yeah, I, I'm a Christian myself, and I, I don't mean just a church goer. Uh-huh. I mean, I am devout in the spirit. I live the word daily. Mm-hmm. I think about God all the time. I praise him in every way. I also believe that I have two older children that mm-hmm. have uh, devices, and to me it takes away most of their time from spending with the Lord. Mm-hmm. See, my thing is I'm 71 years old, and, and I've been safe for a long time, but I, I say to anyone who's listening to me, mm-hmm. most of the time those devices are nothing but distractions. Mm. I spent all of my time doing what I got to do, like manage my household, taking my husband, yada, yada, yada. Where do I have two and a half hours to sum my thing across, just looking at things and talking? Where (laughs) where is God in there? Uh I mean, you need God today more than ever. I mean, I always need him. I mean, we need him from birth on. But there's so many distractions. So your your bottom line is that, and you may be right partially here, Dolores, your bottom line is that, Devices like your cell phone and the internet and computers and stuff, they can be very distracting and to take you off of your purpose if you let them. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. You know, like the point being is God made us. He created us for his glory. Mm -hmm. We are created to glorify God. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not using that device, you know, to maybe uh, talk to somebody about Christ, like my daughter, she lives in uh, Michigan. You know, she was talking to these homosexuals a week ago, and some of them really were harsh with her. And I said, look, you did your job. Just shake the dust from your feet and move on. That's mm. what she uses hers for. And it's not every day, all day, maybe maybe an hour and a half. But her kids will have devices, like my son and okay. my daughter. And they constantly, I'm driving down the highway. <laughs> people are almost killing me. Looking at their devices. Uh-huh. Me. I'm saying, but yeah. the, I'm not talking to the world. I'm I talking hear you. to believers. No, you I hear you. But you're, using, but you're using and, a device now, right? Oh, yeah. You're using a device now, right? Excuse me? 
working on my car phone. I don't do that when I'm out uh-huh. in public. That's, that's, that could be deadly. But you're, use, but you're using it for a good thing is what I'm saying. So the device itself is not evil. It's how you use it. Is that right, Ms. Dolores? No, that's what I said about my daughter. She actually witnessed for hers. But I'm saying you can't. Some kids still know. Or some grown-ups. They still that's don't true. think like someone is paying them. That's true. I'm talking yeah. on a car phone to you because yep. I heard your message before I got to the grocery store. So I, said, <laughs> I hope you know I can be able to. Well, you got you got on this you got through and you but got listen, God. No, you got through and you got your message across, and I appreciate it, Miss Dolores. Thank you so much. And how many of you agree with her? I mean, she makes a good point, doesn't she? You can get distracted by these devices. Of course, she's on one, but she's using it to call me. Real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Hi. Hopefully, I'm not a distraction. I see y'all who are online as well. But I want to know what you think about this topic. Let's go to Greenbelt, Maryland, and talk to Michelle. Hello, Miss Michelle. David Anderson here. How you doing? Dr. Anderson, how are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me today. How you doing? What's going on? Awesome. Before I get started, I just want to thank you for such a phenomenal, awesome show you have here every day. Oh, I have filled with gratitude to listen to you every single day. And you are an unselfish person. You're always promoting other people's businesses. And you just do really good positive stuff. It's oh, like positive you. energy. Yay. I so, love that. I love that. Thank you so much, I wanted to put that out there. But um, my thing with technology, and I feel like you mentioned something about people dating. Was I wrong? No, I mentioned that, too, because all that's a part of technology now, isn't it? No, absolutely. My thing to people who are dating online Mm -hmm. and all of this, that Mm -hmm. if you meet somebody and it starts out with texting, Uh texting is an unemotional tool. I would immediately disconnect. Because mm. if a person only wants to communicate with you texting, mm-hmm. then they can easily get rid of you texting, number one. <laughs> number two, seriously, when you meet people online, please do not be an open book. There's so many predators out here. That's true. And often older women are people who've been lonely for a long time or mm-hmm. alone for a long time. They meet people, they are super excited, and they put everything out there. Give yeah. that person a little at a time. Rest assured, with all the open information yeah. out here, you can find out anything yeah. you want. But you don't need to give that person everything about you. You do you need, need to be to wise. You know, you're suffering, no. you're hurt. Yes, you do. because people, you there's do. so many predators out here. That's true. You have to be you discerning. Know, I think it's important to yes. be discerning. Because you're right, and and I think you make a good point. That don't put all your business out. Because once you put it out, it's out there, isn't it, Michelle? Oh, oh my God! And those uh, I call them CDM, cunning, deceit, cunning, manipulative, deceitful people. Mm. They're out here, ready and waiting. They're in churches. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere to prey on women and men. So yeah. my thing is be careful, be cautious, and yep. if you meet someone that's texting, then that's all they want to do is text. I would discontinue that because that means that there's no emotions or yeah. any verbal communication, and you could easily be cut off the same way. Yeah, I got you. Hey, Michelle, thank you. you. Thank you so much for your comment. It was a good one. I appreciate you from Greenbelt, Maryland. If you want to give me a call, let me give you the number. Then I'm going to Fort Worth, Texas. 888-432-7434. 888-432-7434. Or if you're trying to memorize it, remember the word bridge. 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, let's go to Fort Worth, Texas, and talk to Joshua, 
who's on the line. Hello, Mr. Joshua. David Anderson here. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, thank you. I'm on Facebook, and uh, <laughs> I just found your program on here. I'm always searching for theology stuff. So I love it. I'm glad to be on. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, and that's that's kind of what I wanted to call about is because I found you on Facebook, and I'm able to be edified and encouraged scripturally and biblically uh, in a way that I hadn't before. Love uh, so it. I think that this it's a powerful tool for the gospel. Um, you know, I, I've been doing a Facebook broadcast myself for about five months. Oh, wow. I've had theology professors and, and pastors and teachers from different churches oh. and denominations come on and just talk theology with us. Love it. And in five months, I'm, I'm 27 years old, right? In yeah. five months, we've reached 80,000 people wow. um, with the gospel, man. Wow. Uh, and, and, and rich, deep theology. Um, a door has been opened up to get on television. So wow. we'll be in a so million see, homes across the world. You see, Joshua? From Facebook. See, Joshua, you're a good example of how to use modern technology and social media to advance the kingdom of God. So you are using the well, think, medium in a great way. Uh, you know, Paul, Paul uh, historically, we know that uh, the earliest books that we have, because we, we know there's scrolls and all this other stuff, but the earliest books we have are actually instituted by the Church. Mm. That the, the modern binding of, of documents and papers together mm-hmm. into a book form, as we would acknowledge a book, started by the Church. The Church was always trying to get the most effective medium of communication out there mm. to get the gospel out there. Mm. What are people using? What are people on? What's the best way to reach them where they're at? Uh, mm. And they invented these these books. They invented these bindings for the purpose of distributing the gospel together. Because yeah. you know, Acts and Luke would travel together and these kinds of things. So, uh, you know, I think I think the early That's apostles great. would have done. It. I think Jesus would have done it. Yeah. Uh, well, I love the fact that you found me searching theology, and I'm so happy that you called. Thanks a lot, Joshua from Fort Worth. Texas, I appreciate it, my friend. Take care of yourself, and thank you so much. 888-432-7434. That is my number live in studio. If you want to give me a call right now, I'll talk to you about uh, social media. What principles should you use? Uh, uh, How should you be careful and cautious? Uh, How do you use it for good? Uh, Now, listen, I had a conversation today with some people about uh, somebody that, you know, is in our uh, circle of of acquaintances who uh, doesn't use his social media very nicely. Like, you know, so, you know, picking fights, uh, picking issues to fight people with, uh, you know, is that what you want to be known for as a believer, a fight picker on social media? Some, some of you literally, and again, I don't know if it's you or not. So if it's not, you don't be offended. If it is you, uh, if the shoe fits, right. Uh, You got to wear this honestly before the Lord. Do you use social media to pick a fight? with other people and, and if you are that's a sin because you shouldn't be picking fights with people period that's like going up to somebody at a starbucks and just pushing them around and picking a fight with them you know what do you believe what do you think you know who do you vote for who's your candidate i'm defending my candidate why would you be belligerent why would you be contentious if if it says that spiritual leaders in the church ought to, ought to be tempered then we're all supposed to be growing to be spiritual leaders, so that should be a that should be a goal, that we would be the kind of person that's a temperate uh, person that is not uh, uh, fighting, right? I mean, that's what the scriptures say, and so we're supposed to not be that kind of person. But somehow, when we get behind a keyboard, even if it's a small keyboard with our thumbs on our phone, we get very bold, we get very courageous. But how many of you, if the Lord said? I want to look at your cell phone. I want to look at your keyboards that you use. 
How many times would he say that's sin, that's sin, that's sin, that's sin? Somehow we feel like we can sin with our bodies but not with our devices, right? Maybe unless it's porn, all right? And then we're like, okay, that's, that crossed over there. But how if it's not porn? How if it's just uh, continual shopping of, for things you don't need? How if it's uh, wasting time like my first caller talked about, Dolores, where you are just continually surfing and, and uh, you know, scanning and spending hours doing that? Wouldn't wouldn't that be a waste of time that you could be doing something else with? It's worth a conversation at least, right? Some people, they can't even, uh, like, be at a restaurant without everybody hearing their conversation. Well, let's talk about it. 888-432-7434. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Real Talk with Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. Real Talk with Dr. Anderson on Facebook. Join the group today. All right, let's go to Desmond. He's in Fairfax, Virginia. Hey, Desmond, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Dr. Anderson, how are you, sir? I am very, uh, very excited that I got a man to call me on Relationship Day. What is that about? Finally. <laughs> well, um, we have the problem with communication half the time, Desmond. So uh, tell me what you're thinking. Well, what I'm thinking is, um, and I'm going to pose it as a question, is how do you reconcile, because I had you talk about reconciliation, how do you reconcile with your own family members or your own church members when you disagree? How do you reconcile? I guess it depends on what the issue is, but when you're dealing with your own family members or church members, basically people who are close to you, it's not easy because it, it depends on what the topic is. If it's a topic of something very deep in the family history and there's nothing you can do to change it, then most of the time what you have to do is just move on and leave that issue alone and let God bring healing to those people because it's such a deep hurt and a deep pain in the history of the family that it's not going to be reconciled. It has to be healed and you got to move on from it but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to agree. But it depends on what the issue is, Desmond. If it's something that is not difficult, like, uh, you know, I offended you and you happen to be my uncle or my brother, then, you know, you, you have to handle that biblically, like a Matthew 18, tell the person that they've offended you and find forgiveness. But if it's something like a deep hurt, like the uncle abused uh, your daughter, <laughs> okay, something like that, when you have these kinds of dark secrets or these deep pains, uh, there, you know, reconciling those takes uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. It takes a lifetime. The best thing you can do is to heal and move on. What do you think? Well, I think you're a wise man. Um, <laughs> see, the question is actually family members and church members is supposed to be. I'm a Christian, and okay. we believe in Jesus. Okay. And Jesus says love. Mm -hmm. So, so. So I, I have a, a, a pastor who is in peace and reconciliation, 
And he mentioned to me, I asked him the same question. He said, that's a difficult thing to do, but you do three things. You love them, mm-hmm. and you love them, mm. and you love them. That sounds and like it's a only good the power of the me. Holy Spirit that will change them. Mm-hmm. Yes, you love them, and you love them, and you love them. And sometimes these opinions that they have or that we have are actually not what happened. It's what people say. And when you believe what people said and you don't believe what God said, you don't believe in Jesus. We're just wasting time. So you're right. We just pray, 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 move on, pray, go pray. Prayer and fasting can also change. Sounds like you have a really smart pastor and he's right on. You got to love him. And again, sometimes people say things about you, Desmond, uh, that are just not true. Whether it's in the family, whether it's in the church, or what happened is it's partially true. But they, people don't have the whole story, so they believe it's worse than it is or worse than it was. But you can't defend yourself because in defending yourself, you're going to create more drama. So sometimes you've just got to make the sacrifice of keeping your mouth closed and focus on what God's called you to do. Uh, otherwise, you can get really dis- distracted. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, well, listen, thanks for hanging out with me today, Desmond. God bless you, okay? Thank you so very much, and God bless you, too, and thank you for your program. Amen to that. You got it, my friend. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us Sunday mornings at our campus in Columbia, Maryland, at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon, or at our Owings Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland campus at 1030 a.m. You can also join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. For details and directions to Sunday services, please visit www.bridgeway.cc or call 410-992-5832. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.